With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact. Helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. To celebrate Marketplace's 35th anniversary, we made some throwback thank you gifts you can get when you donate during this March fundraiser. We took our old .com era logo and put it on a sticker, a glass mug, a tote bag, and a t-shirt. No matter how you donate, you can get a fun piece of Marketplace history. Check them out at marketplace.org slash give tech. These limited edition gifts are only available through March 22nd. Get yours at marketplace.org slash give tech. Livestream shopping meets belt tightening in China. From American Public Media, this is Marketplace Tech. I'm Lily Jamali. Forget the mall, forget Amazon. In just a few short years, shopping by live stream has become all the rage in China. Think QVC, online, and on steroids. Hello, 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 hello. 大家好,大家好,大家好,我们来了,我们来了. Influencers, brands, and retailers have swarmed apps like WeChat and Douyin, the Chinese version of TikTok, to hawk everything from makeup and clothes to cars and beef jerky. Viola Zhou and Saiwei Chen, reporters at Rest of World, have been reporting on this $500 billion market and how it's changing in a stagnant Chinese economy. Saiwei Chen started by explaining how live stream shopping took off in explosive fashion during the pandemic. During that time, China was under lockdown. A lot of people were trapped at home. Uh, they cannot go out. They cannot uh, go to a mall. They cannot go to the offline stores to shop for the products. So what they decide to turn to is a curated stream of online live streams. So these live streamers will provide really good services. They will guide them through uh, the decision process of buying a product. They will try the clothes on. They will try the makeup on to demonstrate it. So this become the start of how live streaming shopping become a, uh, extremely diversified and a sophisticated industry. And who are the sellers? Um, so at the beginning of the pandemic, we we're seeing a lot of uh, what we call 达人直播, which means like the uh, the live streaming influencer live streams. So these live streaming stars, um, they are very charismatic. They have a lot of sales experience. Um, so they have their big loyal following. And these live streamers tend to partner with different brands and companies um, and promote like maybe 20 different products during one live stream of theirs. That is how a lot of people got drawn into live streaming. But later in the pandemic, especially last year and early this year, we're seeing a lot of brands like companies themselves starting to start their own live streaming channels. So let's talk about specific people that are doing this. For some, this is their whole job. Here's one example. 
哇哦！我的妈呀！胡家 Beauty 全套唇釉来了，这是全新的半哑光奶。That's Austin Lee, who is known as the Lipstick King. Tell me about him. So Austin Lee is、um, probably the first person that will come to mind if you ask any Chinese person who had experience shopping in live streams online. He he is sort of playing every every young girl's best friend kind of character, and because of how good he is at selling cosmetic products, he earned himself the title Lipstick King. I saw in your article that this guy once sold a billion dollars worth of merchandise in one day. That is unreal. That's right. He has made a lot of miracles happen, and now he has a whole live streaming company that has signed a lot of live streamers to do this together with him,、um, and have multiple branches.、Um, let's take a look at a video together of some of these influencers trying to make a sale on a platform that's run by the same company as TikTok. 如果你给小孩子买的话，给小朋友买的话，首先给他选口哈好喝的，您就选我们家欧宁茜。So Viola, what is this person selling? Yeah, so、um, this woman she is selling a yogurt product. I think this channel is actually run by a dairy company in China. She's like basically telling parents that this product、uh, is very good for children because they contain a lot of fresh fruits, tastes really great. But what's notable also is there's not a lot of people watching this live stream. Yeah, there are、um, like nine people watching this live stream, and then because nine people, yeah, and then because I took the screenshot as I was watching it, so basically there are like eight <laughs> people who are watching it. And then usually, like、uh, when you run a live streaming channel, channel, you would have your colleagues, like besides the live streamer, there will be colleagues monitoring the show. So. Um, sometimes there are like, maybe like two or three people who are actually like her her colleagues. So、um, basically, there are like very few people watching. That doesn't seem like a very good sign. Yeah, it's not a very good. It it's not like very good show. We'll be right back with more on live stream shopping. Rest of World reporters Viola Joe and Saiwei Chen will tell us why the business has started to slow down. You're listening to Marketplace Tech. I'm Lily Jamali. We're back with Viola Joe and Saiwei Chen at Rest of World. And Viola, you describe live stream shopping as a bubble. What signs are you seeing that that bubble is starting to pop? Yeah. So、uh, one factor is the economy on the whole is not doing as well as before.、Uh, at the end of the pandemic. People are struggling to find jobs,、uh, and people become less likely to do impulsive shopping online. And another factor is the industry became like really, really crowded. So we just saw like there are so many more channels,、um, there are so many more products being listed. Anything you'd want to add to that, Saiwei? Yeah. So something I want to note is. I think the profession has matured. So before, people have a lot of like wild imagination and hopes for what live streaming could be, because the industry is growing rapidly. But currently,、um, that dream, that bubble, has bursted because we're seeing、um, the growing rate has significantly slowed. We are not seeing that many、uh, people getting rich overnight. Young people have to be. Uh, have go have to go through more selective processes to go into these professions. The work has also become more demanding. Yeah, tell me about that. You spoke to a couple of these live streamers about what the job is like. Viola, what did they tell you? 
Um, definitely individual live streamers are feeling that their job is getting more difficult. Like first, like live streaming is not an easy job. You have to keep talking for hours, and then usually it's like four to six hours. Um, and then you have to act super passionate. Like you have to be like really persuasive. You have to act that you are like an intimate friend to your audience, and then it's like really, really not easy. You have to show your like sincerity, and then you have to know your products really well. So it's a very, very tough job. And then the reason why people are doing it because it pays better than most other like entry level office jobs that you can find in China. But um, increasingly, it's no longer no longer the case. So the people we interviewed, they said first they are being asked to live stream for longer hours,、uh, and also there are people who told us that because they work for a new live streaming company or because the competition is so intense, that sometimes they would be sitting there talking for hours with like zero people. Uh, making a purchase. One person described it as like she felt,、uh, for an entire month, she was speaking into a mirror, looking at herself,、uh, and then trying to have someone respond to her, but no one would respond. So she felt like、um, she was going crazy just by doing this job. And there are some companies that are trying to make this take off here in the U.S. Viola, do you think that American consumers are going to go for this? We we need to、uh, maybe like see what happens in the next few months or even years. It takes a lot for the ecosystem to grow. Like first, consumers need to develop the habit of shopping while watching TikTok, basically. And on the other hand,、uh, in China, the businesses they are very used to like giving out discounted products、uh, because they trust that the channel. Would help them sell a lot, but uh, in uh, many Western countries, uh, retailers, businesses, they haven't developed the habit of um, I would lower my price just for these live streams. So like consumers also, they don't have much incentive to buy from live stream because if the price is the same, many people would rather try it in a physical store. That was Viola Joe and Saiwei Chen at Rest of World. Viola and Saiwei's story for Rest of World includes videos from some of these would-be livestream influencers. It's tough out there. We've posted their piece to our website, marketplacetech.org. Success has not always ended well for top livestreamers. Take Austin Lee, the lipstick king, who we talked about. Last year, he disappeared for a time after selling a Viennetta ice cream cake that had a striking resemblance to a military tank. It aired on the anniversary of the 1989 Tiananmen Square massacre. A man standing in front of Chinese tanks remains one of the most iconic images from that event. Rest of World reports the live stream with Austin Lee and the cake suddenly cut out. We've posted the full story on the risks that popular and influential live streamers face in China, and Lee's attempt at a comeback. Rosie Hughes produced this episode. I'm Lily Jamali, and that's Marketplace Tech. This is APM. We all want to be our best selves, but it can be an expensive journey. From experimenting with alternative medicine, I was working with a natural, holistic nutritionist, and never really thought about the cost. To splurging on fast fashion. I'm spending like all my tips. 
I was definitely spending like $200 a week. I'm Rima Hreis, host of Marketplace's This Is Uncomfortable. This season, we explore the cost of self-care and the real motivations behind our spending choices. Listen to This Is Uncomfortable wherever you get your podcasts.